Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game back with you on John Chuckery Show hanging out in the Kia Studios Tuesday night with you Vince Cellini is hanging out with me here as well 404-741-0929 that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter he is at Vince underscore Cellini. I am at JMCH316 on the Twitter machine. Garrett is producing tonight. By the way, we are going to need your help later on this evening. 1040 tonight, we do have Rankum coming up. So hit me up on the text line. Hit me up on my Twitter page at JMCH316. I did see some people already tweeting me with their Rankum list. So hit me up there. I know our buddy Rusty was asking if we're going to do it. Yes, we are going to do Rank them. It's a Tuesday staple here hmm. on the show, so we will get to all of that. So, Vince, Hawks last night with a good victory. All Very beat good. A beat up, banged up Milwaukee team. But you know what? Again, the NBA is about winning and losing. I wanted to bring this up to you. You look at what they've got coming up. So, tomorrow night, got Boston. That's going to be a good game against the Celtics. Saturday at home with Toronto. Monday up to Cleveland. But when you start, and I'm actually going to go to the game next Wednesday, Home with Sacramento, starting in that stretch from Wednesday, November 23rd, basically until the end of the calendar year when the final game of this calendar year is Friday, December 30th at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a 19-game stretch where, as of right now, in that 19-game stretch, there are only two teams that they will play that are above 500 currently. Now, there are some teams at 500, but you look at Sacramento, Houston, Orlando, Oklahoma City. They've already beaten the Knicks. Brooklyn is a mess, and who knows what they could be. Mm -hmm. Chicago's not had a great start. Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, Indiana. And then they'll finish up with the Lakers, who are a hot mess right now. Then at the start of the calendar year, that's when it cranks back up. At Golden State, at Sacramento, you go on that long West Coast road trip. I'm, I was talking about this with Mike Conti, Vince. I really think you get through these next few nights and games and you get to Wednesday of next week, this is a real chance for the Hawks to start to really pile on some wins over the next 19 games. I know Milwaukee may have been banged up, but the Hawks have won five of their last seven. They're third third in the East now at 9-5. Yep. And, and the, the thing that was so impressive – see, in the NBA – 
yes, you're going to have off nights offensively, but defensively, they, they defense travels for them. And I, I love their starting five. They have balance. They have scoring. They have a star. They have a star that also distributes the basketball as well. So when they get that kind of balance, it's, it's very difficult for these teams. So you're right. This could be a very key stretch for this Hawks team to start really coming of age and gelling together and making themselves a real presence in the Eastern Conference now. I, they're, they're fun to watch. They're entertaining. And they will challenge these teams because they're a problem offensively for a lot of these teams they're facing. You know, I've said, Vince, that DeJounte Murray looks like a guy who played for Greg Popovich. He looks like a San Antonio Spurs type player. <laughs> he's fundamentally sound. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. You can see that he's a leader. Like, he is really one of the elixirs that this team needed. They needed a lot of help on the defensive side. They need another guy who could help get the ball to John Collins and some of their low post guys. Like DeJounte Murray, I mean, the reason I think, to me, the number one reason, because Trey's had a lot of shooting issues early part of the season. To me, the reason that they're off to the start is because DeJounte Murray has been so good on both ends of the floor that he has really been a difference maker when they've needed a spark, especially on the defensive side. And, and he was uh, against the Bucks. He was their leading scorer in that game. He's a 20-point-plus scorer as well, and I think that you're right. Trey Young can have a little bit of an off-shooting night, but DeJounte Murray is going to step up there. And and then you have other guys in, in these supporting roles, including a – I, you know, a Clint Capella who's playing very well yes. and is their, their leading rebound. So, I, like I said, I, uh, I love their balance, and I, and I love the fact that they challenge and they present a lot of problems, and they seem to be playing very well as a team. This is a group that, look, they're, they're waiting to see when Bogey Bogdanovich is coming back. He has not played this no, year. No, no, and, and there was hope that he'd come back in the first couple of weeks, and it's been longer and all that. But A.J. Griffin has gotten a chance to show some of his skill set in fact, uh, I saw a stat today that said A.J. Griffin has already played more minutes than Jalen Johnson played all of last year. So, you know, the, the, what's the old saying? Necessity is the mother of invention that Nate McMillan may not be a guy who loves to play his rookies and young guys and things like that, but this is such good experience that I, I don't like that Bogey's hurt, but A.J. Griffin getting a chance to play and get his feet wet as a rookie and acclimate and find a role with this team. I think this is one of those things that pays dividends when you get into February, March, April. Now, this is what the NBA is. It's it's about opportunity and making the most of your opportunity and fitting in. And and as my old pal Dennis Scott used to say, staying in your lane. Stay in your lane, do what you do best, and be that contributor. And sometimes, like you said, there, there are going to be injuries all the time. There are going to be chances and opportunities, and it's it's what you make of that. But – Overall, I mean, you know, Hawks, Hawks, like I said, can D up. They they can score a little bit, you know, yeah. and and they're fun. They're yes. fun. They're like, you know, yes. we're we're from Cleveland area. Cleveland's another one of those teams, young and fun. Yep. You know, yep. playing good basketball with a mix of sprinkling of some veteran players. And look, there's no doubt that they had, they had to. You know, I, I've talked about this a lot, Vince. <clears throat> that pendulum of what the Hawks were, you know. Which way this year are we going to swing? Are we going to swing more toward the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals? Or are we going to swing more to the team that barely got into the play-in round of the of the NBA tournament last year? You know, that pendulum had to start, and I can tell you, their owner, once that pendulum swinging back to what we were a couple of years ago, that's why this year is so important, and this start to the Hawks is so important. 
Well, you mentioned the Eastern Conference and some of the teams that they're going to be facing now, so why not the Hawks Right. You know, as right. we move forward? And th- this is going to be great as we go through the holidays and get a good look at who they really are and what they can be. So it's going to be fun. And you know what? Again, you're talking about opportunity for one player. It's an opportunity for a team right now to make hay. Do you think that at full strength, the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the I East? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I still believe that. and uh, But – I know that the Hawks got Giannis's attention. Oh yeah, uh, in that yeah. game, and and they're I'm, two and one against. I've got the Bucks his quote. He said uh, he talked about the Hawks. Giannis said uh, they move the ball. They have a lot of capable players that can go one on one. Capable scorers, good shooter shooters. You know, so that's his assessment. Well, and you think about you know the the only Holiday brother that doesn't play for the Hawks is is Drew Holiday, <laughs> who was out last night. But you figure. They've had a lot of success when they've been able to match up Holiday on Trey Young. Well, that's okay. You do that now, you might slow down some of Trey. But DeJounte Murray is another matchup problem who can, if he has to shoot the three can, but he can get inside, he can distribute, he can get the ball to other guys. I think that's the thing about the Hawks with having Murray and Trey Young back there is now you have two guys who can facilitate. So it's not just as easy to just take away one guy's offense those guys can get everybody involved. Right. And when offense breaks down, somebody has to create. And they have people that can create. You know, Boston will be – this will be a good matchup uh, tomorrow facing the Boston Celtics, uh, the best team in the Eastern Conference record-wise. And, again, you know, it's it's where they stand with these teams and and facing, you know, great players um, in in the East as well, like, you know, like Jason Tatum. When I look at the schedule, you know, again, Sacramento, Houston, Miami, Philly, Orlando, Denver, Oklahoma City, the Knicks, Nets, Bulls, Memphis, Orlando, Charlotte, Orlando, uh, Chicago, Detroit, Indiana, 13-6. and six. Is that possible? Sure. Sure. I, I think a 13-6 and six run is possible for this team. Absolutely. Let's say they – let's say over the next three games, you know, you're 2-1, and 1-2, one, one and two, Toronto, Cleveland, Boston – Boston tomorrow night. We'll be on, by the way, after the game uh, as we're the home of the Hawks right here on 92.9 the game. Okay, whatever you go, one and two, two and one or whatever like that. They can be about by the time you get into the first calendar part of the year next year and you're getting close to the halfway point, it could be about 10 or 11 games above 500 at that point. Which sure. That'd be – I'll take that. And, I'll, I'll, I'll and, take that. And now you start to shape yourself into that team that teams go, well, you know, I really don't want to see these guys right. in postseason. Right. And this is why they're going to be a problem. And this is what we are, we're, you know, we would have to combat against the, the Atlanta Hawks. And like you said, uh, guys who can facilitate, guys who can score. I think it's, I think it's a little coming of age or, or at least team gelling uh, possibility, this, this particular stretch. You know, they, they're off to their best start since 2016. You know, they started last year um, – they started out one and eight on the road last year. They had that West Coast road trip that that kind of really put them sideways, and it felt like last year they never, when they got off to that bad start on the road. You know they didn't play real well early on, but then they really tanked it on the road. They went out west and they played Phoenix and Denver and Utah, and one and eight on the road, and they just never kind of recovered from that injuries and everything else. This feels like a time. Look. To your point, you got guys like Hunter and Collins that that have missed a lot of games in the Kirk Capella, guys like that. The bigger you can get off to an early good start with this team, the more while you're healthy and everybody's kind of quote-unquote fresh, it's going to pay dividends long-term because you don't want to get in a situation where you don't get off to a good start 
And then you start to lose Capella for four or five games. Then DeAndre Hunter goes right. down for ten games. Right. Then John Collins is out for eight or nine games. And that's been a big part of the problem the last couple of years is just relying on – it's it's been Trey Young and who's going to be able to play with him that night. And he's going to play 41 minutes, have to huck it up 25 times. It's just not a recipe for long-term success. No, I don't think he wants to do that either. And I think that uh, along the way, you know, you'll, you'll see these guys – develop and understand that the pressure isn't on Trey Young, like you were talking about. The pressure isn't on Trey Young to come out there and be, well, I have to do this right. tonight because other guys will be able to step. It takes so much pressure off a team when you have that type of balance scoring in the lineup. You know whose night it might be, but you're right. DeJounte Murray is probably the, was he the X factor? I talked about this in my podcast earlier today. It's been a rough three-point shooting month for DeAndre Hunter, I think, coming into last night. I know he hit a couple threes last night, but he was at 25% for the month of November. But if you look, he had already doubled his free throw attempts. And by the way, he went 10 for 10 at the line last night. I would love to see him stay away from the three ball, continue to drive, be aggressive. The Hawks don't really do as much of that. And look, Trey Young's a smaller guy. Even DeJounte Murray, to extent, is not a big guy. But Hunter's a, a true forward type of player. Get to the basket. He led the team last night with 24 points. 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Have a guy that gets to the basket, gets to the line. Like, give me one of those guys. I know what Murray and Trey and some of those guys want to do outside. Stay away from the three-point line. Get me to the basket. Like, more of that. You know, John, that's the way the game used to be played. It was played inside out. Yeah. You know, and now it's the other way. So, I'm with you. I always like a, I always like attacking the basket. That was the way I think the game is, is best played. For teams, but you know we become three happy, and so many, so much of the league has gone away from that. But when you can do that, when you can can pound the basketball, getting close to, and get yourself to the free throw line, that's always a very successful recipe to me. So I hope they'll, that that will continue uh, through throughout the squad. And I'm going to be curious because you know John Collins has done some good things this year. You know I don't know that he's ever going to be a a 20 and 10 player like he was earlier in his career. But, you know, if he's 18 and 9, you know, that kind of range, there's so many dividends that he – I mean, for me, it's just if he can just stay healthy, I, I think there's – think he can do enough. They can – they got enough guys to get him – just stay healthy. Don't get three-point happy. Stay more down low. I'm not telling you he's a great post-up player. I just think he, just, if he could be a little more consistent. Yes. You know, I'd like him to be consistent. And, and part of that's injury. Like, he just – he gets right. going, you get hurt. You're out for a while. Or – Whatever. You know, last year they were dealing with COVID. Remember, they got to December of last year, and they were just pulling guys in off the streets. Remember, they had so many guys on COVID. You know, Trey missed and Hunter missed. And they, I think everybody, including Nate McMillan and his staff, like literally everybody, I think the only guy early on that did not get COVID was Cam Reddish. By the way, how's he doing? Am I still wrong about Cam Reddish? Oh, okay. Oh, he's not doing well? Just, okay. All right, here we go. Just enjoy this. Yes. You know, if you're a Hawks fan, really enjoy this. You know, sit back, and tomorrow will be uh, be terrific. You're not – are you going tomorrow? Are you going to – I'm going to go Wednesday, next Wednesday. Okay. It's my daughter's birthday week next week, so I'm taking her to a, a Hawks game. Can Never hook, been to a Hawks you hook game. me up for tomorrow, maybe? If I, um, I know people. Okay. Yeah, I know some you know people. people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a guy or two. I know a guy. You know a guy that can do yeah, uh, something? Yeah, I mean, you may have to go inside a freezer in the locker to, you know, get it. But, I mean, you know, listen. Well, all right. As long as I'm on, not on the pay no mind list. No, no, no. That's no, all. no. Listen, uh, we're over here at the bocce court, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Vince, I appreciate it so much. John, thank you, thank you so much. Listen, I, come I back so anytime, please. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, and everybody at 92.9, I so enjoy my time here. Thank well, you. Well, don't worry. Thank we, you, Garrett, too. We plan on we plan on seeing you here soon. All right, so brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know to reach me. You got it. When we come back, it'll be time for That's Life, a Babe Ruth signed baseball, the second highest total ever for a signed baseball. Wait till I give you this number that this thing sold for. Chuck Ray in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 of the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 9.22, live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMCH316. We'll get to our top 10 here in just a few minutes. Hey, the NBA season is a long one filled with streaks and slumps. 
the Take It or Leave It podcast with host Jeremy Nichols. Uh, check it out for insight on trends that will define who wins and who le- loses. Follow Take It or Leave It for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. So we got young Garrett uh, producing the show for us tonight. I'm always, Garrett, fascinated by auction stuff. A Babe Ruth signed baseball, it graded out as an 8.5. So out of a 10, grades out in an 8.5, got an 8.5 PSA grade. It is the second highest selling baseball of Ruth's signature ever. The highest sold baseball was a nine and a half, which is mint plus in 2012 sold for 388,375. This eight and a half graded Babe Ruth signature sold for 357,594 dollars. That's wild. I mean, I'm telling you, people are spending money on sports memorabilia. Like it's going out of style. That's just that's just when you have money and you don't know what to do with it. And mine as well. You yeah, know? Uh, right. I mean, it's like Ty Cobb. His, did you see his bat just sold from his rookie year, 1905? And and there was a and uh, 1.1 million dollars. A Babe Ruth glove that has been identified when he used it. A Babe Ruth baseball glove sold for ready 1.52 million dollars. A Babe Ruth worn baseball glove, like a mitt. You gonna go play catch? I would. If you got that, if you have one of those, would you go play catch with it? No, it's from the 1930s. (laughs) That that sucker would disintegrate. Yeah, it disintegrate. Yeah, Yeah. if you you caught a baseball, it'd probably disintegrate. I I would have it in a glass case that had an armed guard. Because if I paid (laughs) 1.5 million for something, I'm gonna have an armed guard standing next to me. You might need to, honestly. I mean, that's that's really expensive. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I just don't know where the market is for that, but it just comes out of it, nowhere. Uh, people are buying Someone's it like out there. Yes. Someone's people out are there. buying trading cards, sports memorabilia, spending millions and millions of dollars. I respect it. You now, got the money. If you got the money, do you, man. Yes. <laughs> now, you, are you familiar with crypto, cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff? You've heard oh, yeah. of Bitcoin. I'm one of those Dogecoin. dopey millennials, man. We got to. Okay. So this is fascinating. So a few days ago, Darren Rovell tweeted out, tweeted out, excuse me, that this was on November 10th, so five days ago. One year ago today, Bitcoin hit an all-time high of $69,044. On November 10th of 2022, $16,700. Think about that. It's volatile. I mean, Very volatile. Now, how about this Sam Bankman, who started this FTX cryptocurrency, who in one week... Went from being worth $26 billion to nothing. In fact... Is this this worse than Enron? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. This guy's portfolio at one point was in the $60 billion range. In just a few months, in six months, because of craziness, because of investigations and all this stuff, he wiped out a $60 billion... That you think Brewster's millions wiped out a whole bunch of guys? He wiped out sixty billion dollars worth of value in six months. That's a lot of Babe Ruth baseballs. I mean, <laughs> I if you gave me a billion dollars, and, and this is Brewster's millions, right? 
you gave me a billion dollars and said, spend every dollar of it, at 51, or I'm about to be 51, at 50 years old, I couldn't spend a billion dollars. With, with, I, I wouldn't be able to spend that. I, I, how many cars or houses could you buy? I thought you were about to ask me what Brewster's Millions was, so I, uh, I appreciate that. Oh, I, do you know what Brewster's I do. I do. Okay. I, do. I, I mean, I, <laughs> $60 billion I wanted to flex on you for a months. second. I wanted to flex for a no, second. No, I'll give you a little bit of credit. Right. Not much, but I'll give you slight <laughs> credit. So at least you knew breakfast cereals. We'll talk about that all soon. Right, all right. But $60 billion. That's so much money. Six do you money. see Tom Brady had $650 million, or $450 or $650 million invested in this company? Yeah, and and it just, it, and it's, it's just gone. all gone. It's gone. I mean, this dude. See, had, you have to divert. Diversify. If you're doing cryptocurrencies, you, it, that's a portion of your portfolio. Portfolio. It yeah. is not your portfolio. Well, I have, I have never. I'll be honest with you. You know, and I play the stock market and I invest in different things. I've never bought. That's why I have somebody do it for me. I have somebody do it for me. I have a little bit in crypto. That's fine. I have somebody do it for me. Yeah, I mean, again, those that's kinds you of pay things. Somebody are, to do don't, it. I, I don't know in, what I'm doing. Don't invest enough that your life depends on whether it makes money or not. No. You know, I mean, if, if there's something that's here today and gone tomorrow, I'm not putting my future invested into it. Yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I've just, I've never bought into the whole crypto Did you buy some Dogecoin? I never bought into any cryptocurrency. I bought some Dogecoin. Did and, you? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Now look, I made a little bit of money from it. I, I threw like $100 well, in when it was like way down. Right. And then I sold and I made like 150 bucks or something. See, I, so I, it was I have fine. Bought, I made some money. I have bought, bought I have bought gold and silver. So I do believe yeah. in gold and silver. So I've bought, I've bought I, a few years ago. But that's not that's was, not volatile. That's no, not going I mean, anywhere. Well, that's why you buy it. Gold is gold has been rather interesting. Um, but I I was buying a pretty good bit of silver um, a couple of years ago when I really was investing heavily because I thought silver was really cheap and I made a little bit of money off it, but I didn't stick with it long enough. But Man, this crypto stuff, $60 billion in six months. That's And again, in one week, he went from $26 billion down to nothing. Down to ride nothing. the wave, man. Just ride the wave. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Sometimes you might drown. All right, we brought this up with Eric Bischoff, who we'll hear from at, uh, at 940. Um, happy birthday to Macho Man Randy Savage. Do you know who Macho Man Randy Savage is? Okay. I know him. I don't know him well enough to, to sit here and have okay. a conversation, though. But if I showed you a picture of it, you'd say, oh, that's Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Okay, all right. So you got that on Dylan because he wouldn't even know who <laughs> who that is. He's like, and you see, and then exactly, yeah, right, that had, right, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, and this is in <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> the greatest era of Randy Savage is when he became the Macho King and he won King of the Ring, and that stuff that he did with Sherry Martell as Queen Sherry, leading into the whole. Um, um, oh God, the the Hulk Hogan movie was Zeus. Um, oh God, now my brain just went dead on the movie with No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. The whole No Holds Barred and leading up into what was it, SummerSlam or Survivor Series, 1990. That whole time of the stuff he did with Sherry Martell is that is my absolute favorite Randy Savage era. Give me all the stuff with King Macho, Queen Sherry. Leading into taking on Hogan and Beefcake in the Blue Cage, all of those promos are so great. Sherry Martell is still one of the most underrated performers of all time. And I brought this up to Vince. Next to Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage was the biggest star in WWF. He was the. It was Hogan, Savage, probably Roddy Piper after that, but Randy Savage was 
right below Hulk Hogan as being the top guy in, in the entire wrestling business for a while, though. So left us way too soon. Uh, car wrecking was killed uh, and all that. Um, today is also no National Raisin Brand Day. And I'm a very big fan of Raisin Brand. In fact, I have a box right now that I've been eating at home. I have my bowl of cereal and my banana. Now, full disclosure, I had to ask Garrett, hey, do you know what do you know what raisin do you know what breakfast cereal is? Because that's how I have to treat these dopey we're children. We're children of the sugar generation. Nah, well, that's but, it. but again, you guys think of Gagliano breakfast cereal. Said it best. Right, but you guys think of cereals as like let me have a gluten. Now we'll have our oat milk yeah, put me, in there. Yeah, no, let me, we're let me not have Zoomers, man. Overnight oats You're confusing and stuff. Zoomers with millennials. No, well, millennials listen. of the 90s. Come on. Okay. okay. Come on. Let, let's get this we're straight. Not mid, we're not late okay. 2000s Zoomers. Come okay. On. Here, here's how we do this. Okay. Are you 40 years old or older? Are you 40 or older? Are you asking me? Yes. I, I look like I'm 17. Okay. So, yeah. so, so you're not 40. <laughs> okay. Are you married or have been married? No. no. Okay. Do you have kids or have you had kids? I hope not. Okay, then you're a millennial. Okay, it's very <laughs> I simple. I am a millennial. If I am a millennial. If you're if you're under forty and you've you're not been married, you're just confusing us with Gen no, Z. I'm not a Gen Z. No, you all are in the same boat. Okay, <laughs> if you're under forty, I guess once you get to a certain no age, wife, everything's all the no same. No kids. Right? You're you're a dopey millennial. Okay, that uh, again, y'all make We're it not way the Tide too complicated. Y'all make the Tide it way kids. too complicated. We didn't make, we didn't eat the Tide Pods. All right. Well, I don't know. You guys might have. All right. So with that, Dylan and I did our favorite cereals. Tonight's top ten list. Top ten most overrated breakfast cereals. Garrett, the floor is yours. See, I I, I don't think that there's an overrated cereal necessarily. I just went to cereals that I don't like, that okay. other people seemingly like. Okay. So I'm just going to roll through this quickly. So okay. Count Chocula at ten. Okay. Golden Grams. Um, I have... Um, well, I don't have Golden Grams, but I'm I'm with you on that. I think Golden Grams is kind of overrated. It's not very good. There's yeah. nothing there yeah. that it does for me. Mm-hmm. It, and it's the same thing as Pops, which was the next one on my list. They're very similar. The taste is Oh, I love I love the sugar pops. I love I love the pops. I, I'm not a yeah. fan. I love it them. just doesn't really yeah. do much for me. Yeah. Honey Smacks. I'm, yes. I'm starting to sense a, a trend here. But. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there's so many of those cereals that are there, like the, by the way, there are so many cereals out there. Yes, but I mean, there's, there's so many, many that are the same thing with just a different name. Oh, oh. yeah. Then there's generic brand, and right. then there's, right. yeah, whatever. And then they're all owned by the same company, yes. too, so yes. that's the funniest part. Well, I mean, you're either Post or you're General Mills. I mean, yeah. so it's and then it's all, but that's it. Uh, next up, I got Reese's Puffs. Yeah, uh, I, again. Not a, I, I'm not a peanut butter guy. I love Reese's Cups, but I don't, I like don't peanut love butter. the Reese's cereal. I'm with you on that. Corn Flakes. Just basic cornflakes. Um, I'm, uh, that's on my list as well. Like, I don't understand the appeal of just plain cornflakes. Now, I love Frosted Flakes. I love Frosted Flakes, I love flakes Frosted too. Flakes. I don't get the corn appeal flakes. of just plain cornflakes yeah, with the big rooster like the, on the box. It's not on my list, but uh, Mini Wheats compared to Frosted Mini Wheats. Oh, yeah. My yeah. mom, when we were kids, she got us Mini Wheats instead of the Frosted why Mini would Wheats. You, why would somebody, and why would ab- they do that to you as a child? Like, why would they do why would they we give you the non-frosted? Man. We were yeah, about to call like, Why would they give you non-frosted <laughs> mini wheats? It was like, terrible. That's, that's awful. Got to keep it on that same brand. Rice checks. Rice. Checks. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I, we had we used to have rice checks in the house all the time. It was like one of the ones that was always there. Mm-hmm. So I ate it a lot. So I I like it enough. I, and it was I'd eat it. I just it doesn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Not not really all that that's much. Good, that's a good call on that. Wheaties. One. Yeah, you know what? Cardboard. That's on my list as well. It's that, cardboard. That is one of the most overrated. Listen, 
You, the There's only re- literally no difference between what's inside well, of the box and what's the box exactly. itself. Exactly. And and you're not old enough to understand how important the athletes on no, Wheaties no, boxes no, no. Were. I, I, we, I mean, we had we had all of that, I, and I and uh, I'm I'm aware you, you you didn't have like, Bruce you have the Jenner. dream team okay, and but, everything but you else. Didn't, and, you listen. 76 Olympics, Bruce Jenner. Like, that was Michael Phelps, 2008. No, please. The winningest Olympian of all time. So, yeah. (laughs) It's a totally different era. Sure, sure. You got to understand, Bruce Jenner in 1976, the decathlon winner. Legend. That was was the whole Most athletic man in the world, yeah. And then Michael and everybody, totally, I mean. Sure, it's it's different. different It carried a lot of different weight. Again, Michael Phelps, I mean. Michael Phelps. He's associated more with with some kind of brownie that you're not supposed to eat. (laughs) Anyway. I think he's more associated with that kind of pipe that uh, you're not supposed to talk about. Yes. Um, Number two, the cookie crisp. Ooh, I like cookie crisp. See, it's just too much sugar. Oh, yeah. It's too sweet. It, it, it was if so I good. want a cookie in the morning, I'll go eat a cookie. I know. It, it's I, I'm so sorry. Good, though. Yes. It doesn't do much for so me. Good. Plus, it's a stale cookie too, mm-hmm. so it doesn't do any, anything else. It's like what's that? Uh, what's that hard cookie that you get in the, the oh, bag yeah. or yeah. whatever? I don't. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Uh, yeah, Super like the little mini uh, chip, chips ahoy. Chips ahoy. Yeah, chips ahoy. It's like a yeah. chips ahoy. And I, yeah, I don't like chips ahoy very much. Oh, boy. Lucky You're... Charms is number one. I hate Lucky Charms. I think it's disgusting. Nothing about it is redeemable. Those marshmallows are gross. It, I, Lucky, I hate them. Lucky Charms is on my list as well because, my God, like, it's just so sweet. Like It's, it's so just, much sugar. It is. It's it just, makes the milk so bad. It is. It just... Eating, it, eating those mar- like those marshmallows were just. They go from ugh. rocks. They're little rocks, and then they turn into complete sponges. It, it, it just, ugh. man, like ugh. that thing would like, de- that would like decay your mouth after one bowl. So, I need a glass of water just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had Lucky Charms <laughs> on my list. Um, I got my list. Golden crisps on mine. Plain cheer. I got plain Cheerios on mine. I don't understand the appeal of just plain. Give, give me honey I thought nut about Cheerios. it, but it's too much. It, it's a classic, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Of I plain like honey Cheerios. nut Cheerios. Uh, I love honey nut Cheerios. Um, Captain Crunch never really liked that cereal. Yeah, it rips um, up the top of your mouth though. Corn flakes, just plain corn flakes. Wheaties, I had on my list. Tricks, never really understood that one. Um, Apple Jacks was not a big fan. Sugar Snaps was not a very big fan of them. And number one, and I've never understood, and this is most people's favorite cereal of all time. I've never really been that excited about cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, never really been excited about cinnamon oh, toast crunch. Oh, you made some you made some enemies. Yeah, because you that's just made you, some enemies with that because one. Because so many of you dopey millennials <laughs> love that cinnamon toast crunch. I get it. I understand. It just it was moves never, the needle, man. It moves just the was needle. Never for me. All right, when we come back, we caught up with Eric Bischoff earlier in the show. He's got a new book out. What he had to say up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, ninety two in the game, the Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, 
we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show, live in the Kia Studios. Vince Cellini hanging out with me. Man, you hear the music. I mean, listen, one of my favorite guys that we get a chance to talk to here. I think the last time we talked to him was right as he was getting ready to go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Atlanta's Ford dealer. The man, the myth, the legend, Eric Bischoff is joining us. You can follow him on Twitter, at ebischoff and Eric has a new book that is out. Grateful is out currently. It's the follow-up to his first book, Controversy Creates Cash. You can head to Amazon.com backslash grateful. Check it out. You can order the book there. And Eric joins us on the waitfor.com hotline. Eric, as always, man, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. As uh, This has got to be pretty cool, man. The, the follow-up book in, in part two of the Eric Bischoff story. Yeah, but first of all, thank you very much for, for having me on. And it, it is kind of cool. By the way, I was just down in Atlanta. I was down in Dublin, Georgia for the weekend. Uh, had a great time down there at a small little wrestling event, but it was a blast. Great people. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. I never thought there'd be another book, but here we are. How You know, I know Guy Evans obviously was, was a big part of this, and I've actually had Guy on the show to talk about the Nitro book that he did, and that was off of your recommendation. Great book. When Guy approaches you about doing this book, did you feel like that you had finished up what you wanted to say in the controversy creates cash? Or did you feel like that there was still a lot of story that you needed to get out and give your side of? No, I I didn't feel compelled to finish my story, so to speak. And to be really honest, I, I didn't really think I had another book in me. But Guy Evans, you know, he listens to my podcast, and I think Guy was um, Guy noticed that I talked a lot about, you know, what I've learned in life in general, and how I've become much more grateful for the opportunities that I that I had, especially over the last five or six, seven years, is when the light light bulb really went off in my head. And I think when Guy heard me talk a lot about being grateful on my podcast, despite you know sometimes not so fortunate circumstances. You know, a guy called me and said, look, I, I really like what you have to say, and I think 
we could cover your time in wrestling beginning in about 2006, where controversy creates cash left off, cover your time in wrestling up until the current day, but really kind of get into the lessons in life that you learned along the way. And when guys said it like that, it, it made me realize that there was probably something worthwhile there. And Eric's podcast, of course, 83 Weeks. It comes out every Monday morning. You can check it out on all of your favorite podcast platforms as Eric joins us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Hey, Eric, good to talk to you. Um, you know, you've been at it a long time. What what has been really the most difficult thing to maybe navigate through regarding the business and maybe something that people don't understand about the wrestling business from an outsider view looking in? Just uh, how the, the many machinations of it and the many, you know, how many moving parts there actually are. Well, you hit it right on the head, brother. The, the wrestling industry is such a complex industry um, that people who have not been in the, the professional wrestling business can't really begin to understand it. You know, you, when people watch it on television and they think, oh, okay, it's a big television production and, you know, people wrestle and you sell tickets and you have fun. But there's so much more involved in that. And, and it is a really sophisticated business despite what it appears to be you know, to, on the surface, it is a very, very complex business. And th- that's one thing. Um, the other is just how fast the entertainment business changes. You know, professional wrestling, like any other form of entertainment, is a reflection of our culture. And especially over the last 10 or 15 years, our culture has changed so much that in order to be competitive, yet stay within safe lanes, so to speak, you really have to evolve with the culture. Um, and it's, it's, it can be tricky because the things you want to do, you know, for great storytelling, for example, there were a lot of things that we did, I did, you know, back in the 90s and WWE did in the 90s and even into the early 2000s that you just couldn't pull off anymore. I mean, you'd get Me too canceled to death. <laughs> but, you know, you have to change with, with the culture and with society and, and still, you know, deliver an audience it it can be really tricky eric's new book grateful is available at amazon.com head over there today amazon.com backslash grateful check it out you can purchase it there as he joins us on the waitfor.com hotline by the way uh i think the last time we talked to you i think you had just recently had your grandchild and when i see your pictures on twitter doesn't look like you're having a lot of fun or anything eric being a grandparent right now it's such a cool thing you know i'll tell you a quick story when you know when my my son Garrett, when his wife was starting to talk about having a, a, a baby, and I realized I was going to be a grandchild. First of all, I had a real hard time wrapping my head around being called grandpa, and that's just my ego because I do have one. It's, it's still there, and I you know I wrap my head around that a little bit. But deep down inside, I was kind of saying to myself, "Man, I I hope that I feel the way everybody tells me I'm going to feel." You know, because I've been for years. People would say, oh, do you have any grandkids yet? No, I don't have any grandkids yet. Oh, when you do, it's going to be, you're going to be amazed. It's going to be so special. And I, I was just hoping that that was going to be true. And, man, the first time my wife and I laid eyes on, on Waylon, which is our grandchild, it, it just hit, it hit me like a like a freight train. It's like, okay, this is what everybody <laughs> is talking about. I feel it. It's it's magic. It really is. Eric, 
as far as wrestlers go or trying to groom somebody to superstardom, would you rather have to coach somebody up in the technical aspect of wrestling or actually the personality part, the promo part, which I would think is innate in some way? Well, I mean, my skill sets, my experience is really in directing talent, developing talent, you know, on the mic and, and in the non-technical aspects of wrestling. I didn't come up as a professional wrestler, so it's hard for me to, you know, try to groom somebody in that respect or relate to it. Um, I find other people that can do that, that are much better at it than I would ever be. But when it comes to teaching people how to be a character or how to interpret a promo, so when they get a script, instead of just reading it word for word, you know, how do you make it yours? How do you, how, how do you make sure it's your personality and your character in those words that were written by somebody other than you? And that's, a, that's an art. I mean, it's, it's no different than actors and actresses. It's a performance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, I lean into that a lot because I enjoy it, and that's what I can relate to. Grateful is the new book by Eric Bischoff. You can get it at Amazon.com backslash grateful. He's joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline. You know, Eric, it's uh, Randy Macho Man Savage's birthday uh, today, and obviously it was a big deal when you brought him over to WCW. What's your best Randy Savage story that you can actually tell on terrestrial radio? <laughs> well, the truth is, um, I, I whenever I think of Randy, of course, I think of how intense he was, because he was. I mean, he was sometimes a handful because he was so intense, but I always appreciated that about him. I mean, it wasn't a problem for me. It was just sometimes a challenge, if that makes sense. But the one memory that I have, like when I saw, you know, on social media, everybody was celebrating Randy's birthday today. I thought back to the way Randy Savage treated my kids when they were really little. You know, when Garrett was 12 or 14 years old and my daughter was, you know, 10 or 11 years old. Randy was just so good with my kids. And not because they were my kids. He was just good with kids. And I, I caught him once. I say I caught him. I mean, I walked in a room once and he didn't even know I was in the vicinity and he was in there just talking to my son Garrett. And I just, I stood there for a minute and just listened to that conversation. And he treated my son with so much respect. He, he talked to my son like an adult. He didn't talk to him like the boss's kid, if that makes sense. And I, I it just left a really strong impression on me. It, it indicated to me what a good person Randy was. Eric, you may not remember this, but I had a show on CNN sports in the mid nineties calling all sports. And it was right. Uh, I guess in the coming through the whole steroid scandal issue, and it's a 1 a.m. show on CNN, and you came in with Hogan, and I knew you were coming in, but Hogan came in in full yellow-red regalia that night and did the show and did it so everything was just so businesslike and respectful. But I, I remember getting ready to go on, and I, I looked at, at Hulk, and I said, so should I call you? Terry or Hulk, and he's like, "Yeah, brother, if you want to tell the kids there's no Santa Claus, you can call me Terry." But, <laughs> but you guys, you guys were both so good, and and you were working through a situation that was, it had to be devastating at the time, was it not? You know, I, I, well, it wasn't for me because I wasn't involved in that scandal. But I, you know, I had to navigate it. You know, when we brought Hulk Hogan in, it was on the tail end of the WWE Hulk Hogan scandal, uh, steroid scandal, and it, look, Hulk was a big part of that. Um, and 
it, it was challenging. It, we knew it was going to be a little risky, but, you know, Ted Turner was so supportive, and so was everybody at Turner, and we knew we had to deal with it head mm-hmm. on. And uh, Hulk was, uh, he was a rock, you know, he, no pun intended. He, he really, he faced it and dealt with it. And before you knew it, it was no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. I think the fear of it was probably, or the concern of it, was probably much greater than the reality. Eric, last thing for you. You know, you and I have kind of talked a little bit about this before, but, boy, when when you watch the shows, like, you realize that there are just so few needle-moving stars in the business today. I mean, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, they are at the absolute tippy-top. But you, like, watching Raw, like, with all due respect, is like, you know, like fighting, you know, a, a hand fight, you know, with, with somebody in an alleyway. I mean, it's just, it's so hard to get through three hours. And whether it's AEW, Raw, SmackDown, there's so few of those guys. Why is the industry having so much trouble getting guys to that level? Get, I mean, I think in a lot of ways you got women that are, the Becky Lynch's, I think, are bigger stars than most of the men. Why is the industry having so much trouble getting people to that level? I think it's because of the sheer volume. In in many respects, I think the industry as a whole and WWE in, WWE in particular has become a victim of their own enormous success. By that I mean, you know, you look at the value in the television rights for both Raw and SmackDown now. We're, I mean, it's it's astronomical, and the WWE and AEW over on Turner. Uh, they have to serve that master. They have to produce so much content to attract the kind of licensing fees that they are that you're, instead of looking at a, a, a one hour show, which, you know, wrestling used to be typically one hour, right? And it moved to two hours and it moved to three hours, at least in Raw's case. Uh, and Nitro did it too. We were the first ones to go three hours, but we had to do that to kind of justify the expense and, 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 and the cost of it. Um, there was an efficiency there. And I think the sheer volume of content that's out there now, the treadmill that the talent is on, the producers are on, it's just almost oversaturated. It's hard to make anything feel special when there's so much of it. And, you know, you mentioned it's hard to watch, you know, three hours of Raw. And I agree with you. I can't do it. I've just, (laughs) I've, I've tried. It's impossible. Um, but, you know, my favorite show right now, like the rest of the country, is Yellowstone. I couldn't watch three hours of that every week either. And I love that show. And if that show was three hours every week, I'd be sick of that show within a, a couple weeks or a month. It's too much. It's not special. And I think that's part of the issue right now. And it's funny because people will say, oh, it's because you know, people get their entertainment in different ways and everybody's watching stuff on their phone, blah, 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 blah. I think those are all excuses, by the way. They're convenient excuses. I used to hear the same thing back in the early mid-90s when executives at Trinidad Broadcasting were convinced that wrestling was dead. It's not coming back. It's never going to be as popular as it was in the 80s. There's too many other great things on cable television. There's this thing called American Gladiators, blah, 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 blah. And the truth was, you just have to come up with something good, and they will come. They will, you will get that audience back. But in the case of Raw and even AEW now, man, it's, it's hard to keep them entertained for two, and especially three hours. It's almost impossible. 
Well, if you're looking for some good entertainment, Eric's new book is Grateful. It's the follow-up to Controversy Creates Cash. You can head to Amazon.com backslash grateful. You can purchase the book there. Eric, of course, is on Twitter at ebischoff. And check out his podcast, 83 Weeks, every Monday on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And, Eric, join us on the waitfor.com hotline. Eric, my man, always love having you on. Always appreciate the good conversation with you. Continued success. Um, congratulations on the book. Congratulations on your grandchild. And we thank you so much for being a part of the show. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for the invite. I'm very grateful. No pun intended. <laughs> thank you so much. Eric. Thanks, Eric. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.